Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 closet dwellers and bold move makers, it is time once again for Life Uncloseted. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and you know what? Sometimes life is a true balancing act. And then sometimes life takes you someplace where you're like, hey, I just know I'm going to do something pretty cool, I'm going to go be on a little recording at a studio and then you meet some pretty cool people and before you know it you strike up a friendship with someone who balancing life and balancing a lot of other stuff is what they're all about and if you're struggling to balance your life and you're trying to find those ways to step into being a little more in line with your own no more making excuses and wanting to live less of an apologetic life and more of an unapologetic life maybe you need to balance some of those rocks in your life. And the guy that I'm getting ready to bring on, we met a few years ago. He is a rock balancer and he's a talented young guy. And I don't know, we just kind of connected and I can't wait to just like say, okay, we're going to talk to Travis because he is amazing. He's got a brand new book out. We're going to talk all about that, but he balances rocks and he has some insights on what this does for your life, your companies and your work team. So, Hey buddy, Travis, it's been a few years, buddy, since we've, seeing each other talk to each other i'm so excited you're here rick it's so great to talk to you and i mean it should make for some great content definitely lots of time has passed but um i mean it's there's definitely like when you meet some people that you can just kind of like cut through all that time and it's almost yeah. like it was yesterday so yeah exactly um, exactly and, and that's what it feels like you know we met um a few years ago um in san francisco because of mike mccallowicz i think right yep yep, yep. and we did mike, a little the legend he is the legend. I mean, I swear, I love that guy. I met him many, many years ago and we don't chat much, but we stay in touch through the, you know, like everybody, social media and he's just so genuine and so real. And mm -hmm. I was so excited when we were both in the studio while he was recording his profit first, um, some of his course on that. And then you and I got to talking and everything and, you know, in a, just a day really, um, struck up a, a friendship that's lasted here for what, three, four years now, man. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it was great after that because we wrote that Huffington Post article yep. about how, you know, embracing the inner almost like spiritual self and coming out exactly. of the spiritual closet was very similar to the work that you're doing. And mm -hmm. um, I just resonated so hard with that because mm -hmm. it's like there's there needs to be so much work of of being our authentic self. And I think that we get kind of taught to be something that we actually aren't. And it's exactly. about listening to that inner voice and then speaking from that and, and showing the world who you really are. And rock balancing is just a symbol. Like how you treat the rocks is how you treat your email or how you drive. And if you can learn to balance rocks peacefully, like hopefully when you're in traffic, you can just learn to drive peacefully. And that's something I have to practice like definitely every single day. But what about like giving the person in front of you gratitude Right. Just as if you would give the next rock, you're about to stack gratitude. Right. Just simple stuff like that. So, 
So when did this all start for you, man? Let's get, let's give the audience a little bit of the background. I mean, it wasn't just like, okay, one day, well, kind of maybe one day you said I'm going to sure. do this, but let's give a little context here. I mean, the, the very background background, like is such a long story that we don't have time for that, okay. but really it was kind of like I was born an artist and mm -hmm. I grew up just excelling at art, but I wasn't good at other stuff like mathematics or science. Right. And I kind of had to go to school to be something that I wasn't. So it's almost like I was living this closeted artist mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And um, what happened is I went to culinary school out here in San Francisco, worked at some really nice kitchens, moved up to Portland and um, I got fired a couple days before Christmas and broke up with my girlfriend at the time, like a couple weeks later. And it became this whole spiraling thing so that I moved back home to Colorado. Mm -hmm. And when I was in this really down low place, like I was painting a lot and I was finding this artistic creativity. But after a certain while, I feel like I could only push the paint around so many ways that I, I hit this limit. Even because for me, I like to go to the limit and beyond that and then beyond that. And with painting, I felt like I kind of reached there. So um, kind of like serendipitously when I was at this river one day, just so sad, just like, what is life? Why am I here? Why did I just completely fail at essentially everything? Mm -hmm. um, I found myself just standing in the river one day. And as the water was kind of flowing past my feet, um, I, I kind of could start and stop the feeling of the water because I would mm -hmm. feel the water and then think about feeling the water, like get caught up in my right. thoughts. But to truly just stand in the water and feel the water constantly is, is very, very hard. So it, it just reminded me of the present moment. I almost mm -hmm. got just kind of reconnected in that moment with the moment. Right. And as I looked down through the water, there was these rocks that were just still. And it just mm. kind of, it, it was like a, a moment of resonating with my almost like previous life or, or spiritual self of just yep. kind of there, always listening. And when I picked up one rock, I saw how it glistened and it was kind of gold and it's just the way the sun was hitting in that moment where it was like, it was the first time that I picked up a rock. Mm -hmm. And um, what I really, the whole reason I kind of bring this up is because that was the, the catalyst. That was the yep. hourglass shifting because I thought about how old that rock was in my hand. And then I thought about how old my hand was in comparison to that rock. So if the rock is like a million to a billion years old, that's mm. pretty old. And if you compare yeah. like, I think I was 22, 23 at the time, 23 compared to even a million is a huge gap. Like yes. it's very, very lucky that I was there at this moment in time to like pick up this rock. So yeah, something you just did that I want to make sure the audience catches sure. and, and, and I think it's so interesting Sometimes I sit here and I, I, I have this window in my office where I look out over a street, um, but I actually see a lot of the hillsides here in Central California. And there's this one tree that's literally like in the base of the creek bed. It's got to be a couple hundred feet tall. And when I'm in my own screwed up, fucked up head, like life sucks and all this sort of stuff, I take the time to look at that tree and go, okay, if my life is so bad, how much has that tree been through? Because that tree at one point in time was just a little seedling. And yeah. now here it is, it's a couple hundred feet tall. And, and when you were talking about the rocks and everything, it was the same sort of feeling I got. It's like, yeah, we hold a rock or something. And sometimes we throw a rock or whatever. And we're like, how long has that rock been around? We yeah. have no freaking idea, you know? And, and I think this, these are those things that move us into this space of getting more balanced in our life. And it, what is so crazy is that the tree is also a representation of ego. 
And what we want to essentially be is the tallest tree in the forest. And exactly. there, there's two things to go with that is like, first you have to start every tree is once a very small tree mm-hmm. and you have to like start. And I think a lot of people get caught up with just starting to become a big tree. But then like the more I was in the redwoods and really thinking about big trees and becoming a big tree myself as an artist, I realized a huge tree is just the ecosystem around it. Mm-hmm. So it's about this world that you can build. And I think, Rick, what you're doing is building that ecosystem. You have this support group where people can grow together. And I think that's something that I'm really kind of unlocking within myself now is mm-hmm. that I have really kind of high standards with myself. And I expect that with other people who are working with me. Right. And it's just letting them do that like delegate, letting go, let the kind of things grow around me so that I can become the strongest version um, Mm -hmm. of myself. So with that tree thing, like I could go into so many different ways. And I think that that's why rock balancing is beautiful because you can take it in so many different tangents. It's like it encompasses so many different elements. And um, one thing that I would just kind of touch up is that every time I go and make a rock balance, I have a different theme that I focus on. And it's very present in my life at the time while making that work and it's you know kind of like titling your work like most art but you know i like to just stick to one word and Mm -hmm. if it's faith i was feeling like a lot of faith at the time or um trust you know do you trust yourself enough to trust Mm -hmm. someone else like that whole element of trust and i just finished up focus Mm -hmm. and i love that idea of like at the center of an idea is the truth and all we are is focusing in on that and Right now, I can feel the next one is going to be risk. So I'm excited to kind of go out and kind of visualize risk a little bit. It'll be pretty fun. Yeah. So in the balancing thing, I know you you talked about um, when you and I have talked in the past about this can have impact on somebody's mental health. It can be good for a work environment. It can help spark creativity. So let's let's dive in a little bit to this because I'm all about mental well-being. Obviously, when I started as a coming out coach, it was m- mostly to help people have a positive mental well-being as well as physical well-being experience as they come out the closet door. Mm-hmm. But this whole balancing it, to me is it's not just the metaphor of having a balanced life. It is, as you were just saying, the focus and the intense and the different things that you put into creating one of these things kind of paint the picture of how this helps someone with their mental health. I can see it, but I want to hear it in your own words. Yeah. Um, this is actually something that I, I can't take credit for. Ram Das, the you know infamous meditation guru from the 60s, 70s, and he's still alive today. Um, had this beautiful metaphor of if you can think of meditation and and balancing rocks or doing anything as just awareness. And you think of that as a blue sky Mm -hmm. and as your thoughts come and go, you know, what did you just eat? Where are you going now? What I'm going to think of next in this interview, as these come and go, these are just clouds passing along the blue sky. So the more that you can kind of recognize it as they're just clouds passing along a greater awareness, the more we don't get so attached into these, these thought bubbles and these thought streams that, you know, we can't live if somebody disagrees with us. So um, you, you don't even necessarily have to balance a rock. The practice itself will like create an experience that will get you to, you know, see and feel and hear and touch and smell these things. But at the same time, just kind of opening yourself up to these concepts will really kind of 
open yourself up to like the mm-hmm. unlimited potential. So when I first started to balance rocks in these creeks, what happened is that I, with my first rock, the one that I had in my hand, I went and I tried to balance it. And after 45 minutes of thoughts of these clouds passing in my mind, I was able to just exhaust myself and I could just feel the rock. I could see right. where was it falling and I could find that center point in alignment. And that just exists within ourselves. So mm-hmm. after that one moment, I went crazy with it. Like I would just go back every single day and I would try to get other people to come in and do this practice with me because people were just taking photos and then leaving. And, you know, definitely if you're looking at it, it has that experience. But at the same time, like, how can I get people to actually fully understand what's going on here? I'm not just like this omnipotent, like all-knowing guy that balances things. It's like, you know, someone's just driving home from work right now and how can they just shift Mm -hmm. to just say yes to everything? And this is like not very Pollyanna. This is kind of like, yes, life happens. And even myself, I don't even go in the nitty gritty of like how it's not perfect, but at the same time, it's just being okay with that and letting life flow and, and bringing that awareness through all of the the kind of thoughts. So, well, and I think you just said something that most people miss is we get so busy trying to do and to make things happen, and we don't allow the flow to happen. Because if we get keep getting hung up, then the clouds. And I love the you know what you just shared in that metaphor. If if we get hung up with the trying and pushing and doing, then the clouds can't flow. If we were trying to hold the clouds at bay, we would lose because you can't. There's no way to hold a cloud at bay. And oftentimes, and I know that for me, as I've worked through watching my business grow and sometimes being in the dump and then watching it grow and then incorporating new things, the harder I try to do some things, the harder it becomes because I'm trying to push something. And just recently, I made the decision that while I enjoy speaking, I'm actually better at being like that workshop speaker. Like I'm a mm. workshop facilitator. I'm good at let's go have an experience versus let's go stand on the stage. Now I love doing the keynote thing, but I'm so much more at home with, okay, let's be in a group and let's, let's get dirty together. Let's get dirty in our emotions, our vulnerability. Let's take some risks. And at the end of it, you're going to walk out of here a better version of yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Not what it looks like for me. And I can see that applying to what you do with these rocks. If you can bring people in and you can start to help them slow the thoughts and let the flow happen, mm. of course, they're going to sit there and they're going to go, I can't make this balance. No, you can as long as that's your thought. But if you just be patient, and I think that's what a lot of this is, is the patience to go, let's move. I know the animated stuff. I have a friend who's an animator and they do a lot of the clay animations. It's like, I know I don't have the patience to do that. But if I had to, I'd figure out a way to do it because that would be what I would be doing. So as you work with people and you start to do this, what is something that you see happen most often with people when they finally kind of get in that flow space? What do they drop? Well, the first thing is that I guess they drop (laughs) and it's like, um, you know, what old clothes do you hang on to or, Mm -hmm. you know, what unread things in your inbox are still unread it's more of just it's an act of letting go and purging that Mm -hmm. kind of happens and i don't know if that necessarily happens first but i think that that is probably the step that happens when you can see a noticeable shift in someone that there's more of an embracing for right now and the future versus 
squeezing so tightly onto the pass. Um, But right. What you said is like, so huge. Like you are like master of insight here because I would like to get your opinion on something. It's something that I've kind of been coming up and facing with myself and other people. And I see it a lot. And it's, when do you know when to push through? Because some of the best, greatest rewards happen Mm -hmm. when everyone else has quit and you're still going and you get that last step versus when you're working together for three, four, five years. And after a while, you're like, you know, we just need to part ways. It's never going to be as successful mm-hmm. as we think it's going to be. What, so, like, what is, how do you define whether to stick it in or kind of just. The way like, I always take a client through this and it's pretty, it's actually very simple. In fact, and just before we got on to record this, I had just done this with a whole group of speakers. Cause I coach a bunch of speakers on a regular basis too. And one of the, one of the things that came up today was when do you know when to quit pushing so hard? And it's when you, back back into your own personal values. Lots of times when we're pushing, we're pushing up against something that isn't in alignment with who we really are, what we really want to be doing, but we're doing it because, hey, I think this will be the thing I need to do. And I think I'm going to assume in rock balancing, it's kind of very similar. If you're pushing against trying to get a rock to balance a certain way and you're determined it's only going to balance that way, you're going to probably have a tough time, but I know what you do is you keep pivoting and turning and leaning and pulling and all this sort of stuff. And I consider the leaning, the pulling, the turning and pivoting, the getting back in alignment with your true core self. Many times when I have struggled the most in my business, it is because I'm trying to do my business some way that somebody has said, this is the way you do it, which can be great advice. And a lot of times it's the best advice, but if it doesn't align with who I am as a person and how I want to run my business and how I want to make my business work for me, then it's not going to work. And that's when the pushing and the trying to get through it. But the minute I step back and say, wait a minute. So just like what I just said about, I realized that I'm much better as a, I'm going to say much better as a facilitator workshop guy than a keynote. That's pretty true. Now, I'm good on the stage. I can tell a story and I can make people laugh and all that sort of stuff. But what I really love is that one-on-one. And the moment that I admitted, okay, Rick, you've been being a speaker now off and on for five, six years, and you're trying to get this business going. You need to go do the thing that is best for you as a speaker, which is going and doing these intimate one-on-one retreats, events, small group stuff where it's all experiential because that's where I know I thrive. And the minute I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do. The stress dropped, the, the pushing and pulling and all that stuff got out of the way and things started happening. So long answer to your question is you get back in alignment with your core values. That's when and you it, stop. You, you, you totally nailed it. Of The actual experience of like working through to create these sculptures and these balances is I can, I, I have the book in front of me and I'm looking at the cover and mm-hmm. this one took two days to actually make because mm-hmm. the first day, you know, I like to get it. So I time it with the sunset. So yeah. like the, there's a nice balance right before the sun sets and it's there. And, um, you know, I just, I was working through and failing and failing and failing. And I, there's a great Epic shot out there of me right at sunset, just completely collapsing. And I'm just mm-hmm. stuck there with my emotion of just, well, I can't make this. And it's, it's what you're saying. Like, do you keep going back? Like, do you let these external factors determine, no, you can't do this, you can't do this, this is what you should do? 
or do you know deep within yourself that you can do this? And I, mm-hmm. I went back there the next day and I found the exact same rocks and I just was able to get it up so much quicker because mm-hmm. every failure is really a test to see how much you truly believe. And if you're encountering a lot of failure, then you don't truly believe in that because mm-hmm. you believe in something else. All right. You know? All so right. You, you completely nailed that. So here, here's a real life example that the listeners won't know happen because we're going to go fix all of this. But as we've been recording this podcast, we have had issues with the, with the recording system freezing up and stuff. And I could keep pushing through and pushing through and go, okay, we're going to start all the way over again, all the way over again. And we're not because I know I'll find a way. And even if it's not the perfect way, I will find a way to make this work because I'm not going to push through an interview and get frustrated. I used to do that. It's like, okay, fuck this. We're going to try another day. Now, some days I've had to do that simply because the technology absolutely positively was not playing nicely. Mercury was going to be my pain in the ass (laughs) for a whole day, you know? But what I've learned is take a breath and realize, just let it flow. However it is, I'll figure it out. And if it's not the perfect segue, then when I get ready to like put this final mishmash together, I will put on the front end of the recording, we have a great story for you. It was a great interview and you're going to learn some great stuff about how to balance yourself for better mental health, getting your visions, your dreams in line. But here's the deal. When we recorded this, we were having some challenges getting the balance right and you'll understand the metaphor for the balance. I'll put something on the front of that so that people are kind of like set up. But man, do this three years ago, kind of about the time we met, I would have been fit to be tied like, fuck this. This is not the day to do this, you know? So um, I think it's really interesting when we can catch those things and we start to learn. So I know the listeners are going to be asking some of the standard questions, which I usually avoid. But in this case, I'm fascinated by what you do, man. And um, so I want to get to some of these standard questions before we wrap up. So what's the process? What's the process? And I know it's different with every rock you pick up and every one that you do, but there's got to be some kind of a process that you do that says, okay, here we go. Yeah. And you know, the process kind of begins within, and Mm. I kind of touched on that of like the different elements, but it's like for right now, like, let's just say the next one I'm going to do. I like to think about risk right now. So the process kind of comes in in the meditation of what is risk? What is that feeling of risk? You know, Rick, like what to you is risk? Do you, do you have any words on that? Cause I'm super curious just on that topic. Cause it sends the next journey. Sure. So I think, so, you know, let, let's put this in a, in a, we're going to put this in a container of risk would be for an entrepreneur risk may be, I don't have enough money or risk may be, what if I fail or risk may be, everybody's going to think I'm an idiot, you know? So risk comes to me, risk always comes from within. Rarely does risk come externally. It's more the inside that we got a battle. And I'm assuming that's kind of what you have to go through is like, okay, I know I'm risking whether I can actually create this rock balance or not, mm-hmm. but the outcome is going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like, what, what am I going to leave on the table? What is going to be wasted? And is this kind of worth it? And I mean, it's, I haven't really nailed down because what I like to do is kind of, you know, like I talked about focus is just a perfect kind of way to explain that theme, but mm-hmm. risk it, it, it seems like once the balance is done, then I have that topic like perfectly articulated, just something about kind of when you hit that edge, you'll know 
whether to keep going or whether to mm-hmm. stop. And it's, you know, we're talking about this. So it's almost like this moment in time that I'm working through right now. That mm-hmm. is the initial process. So to but actually- It's also interesting too, that there's, there's probably a hundred different ways to balance a rock, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things we can go into, but that alone, if you take one rock, you can balance it, you know, two different ways. Just if you flip it, right. you can balance it four different ways. If it's on each side, you combine the two at six, mm-hmm. you know, you don't even talk about corners, but um, then when you have three rocks, you start to combine so many different possibilities. And in mathematics, it's called fractals. It mm-hmm. looks like, let's say we had five rocks. It mathematically, it looked like five exclamation mark. And what this yep. means is five times four times three times two times one. And you're just encountering the five different ways or the probably, you know, a thousand different ways that you can do five. So check my math, definitely do the calculations for yourself, but you'll right. see that all of a sudden with three rocks, six rocks, eight rocks, you can do a hundred thousand different ways. Right. But is it the only way that you can do it? Is the one way that you balanced it become the destiny of it? So um, for me, what I like to do, especially now, is I'm just kind of exploring up and down the California coast to see, you know, where what places have great rocks. I need to have mm-hmm. a bigger studio than the place that I've currently been in in San Francisco, um, just because I need to kind of pop around that. And for me, it's it's just going and finding a suitable location with lock, rocks. If the rocks are like not, you're not disturbing any plant or animal life. I think yeah. it's okay. Um, I would say definitely if people are doing this on their own, the best thing you can do is to just knock over your balances before you leave, because then you can still have this experience yet. The, uh, national parks and the state parks aren't going to come hunting me, um, for this kind of stuff. So it definitely is like a great practice for you if you're going to go do this, but do it responsibly is, is one thing that I would definitely encourage. So, and speaking of practice, um, I know you feel there's, some benefit to doing something like rock balancing and bringing it into having impact in society and using it as a form of meditation. Take us into that a little bit before we wrap it up here. Sure. So if there's one thing I can get you to remember in this whole thing is to just remember to breathe. Hmm. So to really drive this home, everyone listening, Rick, right now with me, we're going to take one breath together as a whole. Okay. Yep. So wherever you are in your breathing, just exhale all the air out. Breathe in the biggest, fullest breath of your day. As you exhale, just relax and feel yourself in this moment. That's mm-hmm. it. So wherever you are in this moment, if you're driving, if you're cooking, um, if you're just working, like just feel yourself in this moment as you shift through time. And that's mm-hmm. all rock balancing kind of is. And I mean, there's so it's much amazing. more I could say about this, you know, but I really want to respect everyone's time and to just to be a part of someone's day like this just means so much to me to, to make an impact like that. And to do what you just did with the breath. I mean, we've had people come on and talk about this before, but not, none of my guests have ever said, okay, let's do this. <laughs> I'm quite sure that a whole bunch of people don't even think about doing something like this throughout their day. Because that one breath, I mean, even as I did it, and I do meditation, I meditate in the morning, I meditate in the evening, uh, I do deep breathing, you know, when I go to the gym and, you know, swim my laps or get off a spin bike or whatever, I kind of take the time to do, okay, now I'm going to do some of these deep breaths to kind of, you know, because I just work my ass off, you know, let's, let's get the good oxygen going again, even though there was oxygen pumping the whole time. But just that one little piece, I hope had impact on people realizing the first way to take a step 
to really put balance in your life is to breathe balance into your life. And not enough of us do that on a regular basis. And and what, what if we did it super simple and mm-hmm. we just said, hey, I challenge you to do one mindful breath a day. Mm-hmm. And if you can do one breath, do two. If you can mm-hmm. do two, do five. But don't try and do 10 minutes if you can't just do mm-hmm. one yeah, a you day. Start every one a day. day. Yeah. And I, you so well demonstrated, this is how you start the practice of starting the whole design of a rock balance. It isn't like, okay, let's get off the, let's get off the celebrity bus. I'm going to march out onto the beach. I'm going to gather 10 rocks and bada bing, bada boom, Travis is done. Well, sometimes I do that and I get humbled very, very quickly. And it's like every idea has to be met with reality and it's just letting go of who you think you should be and embracing who you truly are. That's awesome, man. So tell us the name of your book. The book is The Rock Balancer's Guide. It's out now. It's available on Amazon. It can come in one day. That's awesome. It's awesome. And I'm going to tell you, I've seen so much of Travis's work and it's beautiful. And if you don't believe you can do it, I'm going to challenge you to believe you can because there's anything in life you can do if you really give yourself the space, even if it's just balancing one rock. So, um, Thank you for bringing this to us, man. And I'm going to tell a little story on you because Travis reached out to me and said, I think I need to be on your podcast. And I was like, yeah, you probably do, man, because you're a good fit for this. And had he not reached out, I don't know when we would have ran into each other again. So um, I'm really glad you took the the risk, as we would say, to reach out and do this. And I hope more of you will realize sometimes just the reaching out to take a risk Something that you aren't sure you should can be the first step besides the breath to starting to bring some balance into your life. Um, It just takes one step. It just takes one stone. It just takes one little balance to make it happen. So um, Travis, my friend, thank you so much for being here, buddy. I enjoyed this conversation immensely and I'm wishing you all the luck in the world with this book. I don't even think luck. I'm wishing you just massive insights and success to getting it in the right hands all across the globe buddy thank you rick it means so much and i can just feel the positive energy is just emanating so i really i really enjoyed being on here thank you hey hey hey, life uncloseted family another episode of life uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology but before you do i've got a favor to ask of you would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life on Closet. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping into living your life uncloseted.